All right. So we are here on Facebook and Instagram and uh, with my friend Christoph Chu. So thanks so much for joining us today, Christoph. Just wanted to uh, say thank you very much. That's Josh Rubin in New York with Douglas Element, of course, as everybody knows. And um, Christoph, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience in today's pandemic. Most of our friends who are joining us um, know, uh, know who you are, know who I am. And um, so I just wanted to sort of get some get some feed, get some feedback from you as to sort of what what you're experiencing in today's market. Well, obviously, it's been challenging times for everyone in the world. Um, um, fortunately, I've been in this business now for 32 years, so a very long time, and I've been through many situations, no pandemics, but I've been through earthquakes, <laughs> fires, floods, uh, two market crashes, stock market crashes, 9-11. Um, I'm still here. I'm a survivor. We still will get through this all, and thank God we're all a part of a great community where we can support each other when we're having trying times, which is challenging for everyone. And uh, look, business is still happening. It's slower, but it's yeah. to be expected. I mean, most of America is locked down in their homes, so Absolutely. you can expect a lot of stuff going on right now in the world of business. No, no, that's uh, yeah. Well, in New York, we're not we're, we're not really doing much. We're taking listings, we're fielding offers, we're getting things in contract. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's not really, um, it, you know, there there isn't a ton of activity. But we're right. fielding a lot of inquiries from our clients, new, existing, uh, and past clients. And uh, trying to adjust the echo here, and it's uh, it's a challenge, but I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> I don't know if they can hear me on IG because I so, put my volume down. I don't know if they can hear me, but hopefully they can. <laughs> yeah, I think I need I think I need a pair of headphones, and I couldn't find my headphones for the call. So, um, at, at the end of the day, um, I think if you turn the if you turn the volume down on your phone all the way, so will they be able better. to hear me on Instagram? Can yeah. you guys still hear me on Instagram with the volume down? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They cool. can they can hear you. Good. Then we're good. All right. So, so, at the end of the day, what what we're really facing here is fear, and so that's that's why I wanted to you know get everybody together and talk about their collective experiences. Yeah. Well, there's certainly a lot of fear out there, but surprisingly enough, in our marketplace, there's still a lot of confidence. Uh, there were two major closings in the last week. One for just under 20 million and wow. one for 43 million. So we are yeah. seeing buyers that are still closing these high, high-end deals. And I looked at the yeah. numbers today of the last 30 days right now versus the last, the thir same 30-day period last year. And it's really not that big of a change. We're down in number of closings by 41%. Wow. Um, number of closings. But that's, in that's interesting to me because because the, the, the way that we do it here is the, the closings were actually put in motion uh, months ago, right? right? There, there are things right. that went to contract and they went to, they went to contract say in January and they're closing in March. Yeah. So you're telling me that the volume of closings that you're seeing over the last couple of weeks is actually down by 40%. It's, it's year over year. This period last year compared to this is down 41% in terms of number of closings. Uh, in yeah. terms of pendings, we're actually up in pendings compared to last year, which is surprising. Um, but you know, things are changing and look, we had two big deals canceled, a $13 million deal and a $2.8 million deal uh, this week and last week. Wow. 
you know, things are happening, you know, with this virus, you know, things are, people's lives are changing. And so you're going to, you're going to have that. I mean, typically in our market, we have a 20%, you know, cancellation rate, 20, 25%. Wow. So um, it's not, that's not that unusual. And, but if you look, when you look at the numbers for the month of March, we had 41 sales in our marketplace over 5 million in the month of March. Really? Uh, which is pretty good. So we don't yet have the numbers for April yet. We'll have them in a, a few weeks. But we're not seeing a huge significant change. I would say the only major change I've seen is a lot more cancellations and withdrawals right now in our marketplace. Even and you a think number that's of my really sellers, just because of the uncertainty. Yeah. A number of my sellers that own properties free and clear, you know, over five million, one was twenty million. They just they want to take it off the market right now and be on hold until this changes. I think that's a mistake. Um, but you know, every seller is different. So we're seeing a lot more of that. Uh, but overall marketplace not significant changes and again when people can't cry and even look at homes how do you expect i mean we cannot legally show homes in la county that are occupied so we can only show vacant homes wow. um, so that, right that's, away, that's an interesting nuance is that specific to la county or is that california as a whole specific to, i don't know about california but la county huh so um so la so county in other words, you can work you can meet with buyers you can meet with sellers but you can only bring buyers into homes that are vacant Correct. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So, but at least we can still work. I mean, I'm coming to the office every day. I have not, my staff's been gone for five weeks, so I'm by myself and there's nobody else here. So at least I can come to work, but we're still doing showings with the proper protocols. We're still doing photo shoots and video shoots. We launched a listing yesterday. We launched one on Friday. So look, people still have to buy and sell and we got to be there to help them. So um, sure. very different how we're doing things. I mean, for me, in, in many ways, I've been virtual for a long, long time, so that hasn't changed too much. But it's it's very odd to come to your office every day and there's no one to talk to, there's no staff, and you know, I'm yeah. kind of just by myself for like five weeks. It's just very, very surreal. <laughs> yeah, same here. So I've I've just been reaching out to past clients, and uh, you know, of course, my my current sellers and you know the buyers that I'm in touch with, and you know, trying to remind them that uh, this too shall pass. Yes, exactly. So um, tell me a little bit more about, you know, what, you, what you're doing as far as listing opportunities are concerned and, and um, you know, what you're telling prospective sellers. Well, I truly believe, I mean, if you look at the numbers and the stats, I think Zillow and several other of the top uh, real estate websites have suggested that right now we have a 35% increase in online viewers of properties. Yeah. That's why I tell my clients, I said, look, people are at home. They really can't go out to look at properties. So. They're putting yeah. things in their shopping cart, just like on eBay or Amazon, you put things in your shopping cart. So if you're not on the market now, when you've got, you know, one third more eyes looking at properties, once this, you know, this stay at home order is lifted, I think there's going to be a lot of people out there in the marketplace. I mean, our inventory is down at the lowest level. And since I've seen it since I started, you know, 32 years ago, so lowest level of inventory, lots of equity in the marketplace. So we're not going to see a lot of foreclosures. There will be some, of course, with the unemployment. But when you look at you know 2007 2008 we were 875 billion dollars in debt in the u.s housing market today we're 275 million billion so that's yeah, you know 75 yeah. less than it was back in 2007 2008 so this is not a housing crisis this is an external situation going on that's affecting the entire world where people are just stuck at home but yeah. you know the historically low rates so i truly believe based on what i'm seeing and everything i'm studying that once this is lifted I think we're going to have a pretty strong surge in the marketplace. And frankly, I think real estate will really help fuel the recovery of our economy. 
I believe yeah. that. Just like 9-11, I remember when 9-11 happened that morning, I'm like, oh, shoot, we're going to be screwed, you know? Yeah. Nothing's going to close. Now, for three, four weeks, I think things were kind of like on hold, nothing happened. But then, you know, the feds dropped the interest rates and then the market went crazy for seven years. I remember That's the right. earthquake in 1993, the earthquake happened and everything. I'm like, I had, you know, seven escrows going on. I'm like, I think one canceled, but, you know, people's chimneys fell down and it was damaged. Sure. But I thought, oh, we're screwed. You know, the earthquake, you know, no one's going to buy. But within two, three weeks, boom, this, the market just popped again. So, um, and if you look, I, I did a, there was a CAR webinar yesterday uh, from the head economist from CAR in California talking about what's going on. And he gave case studies in Singapore and Hong Kong. Uh, all these markets are rebounding very quickly after things are changing. So I, I think we're going to be the same here. Huh. Well, that's interesting that you bring up uh, not only uh, September 11th, which I've been talking a lot about both with my clients and, and with uh, our friends who have joined us over the last few days, because that was similar to this, uh, except it was a little bit more localized in that it was an exogenous event, right? Yeah. So it was, it was sort of a similar, similar situation uh, in that it was, um, uh, you know, nothing that we could control. It was just something that we had to deal with in the moment. Yep. Um, but we were, you know, where we are, um, largely because of, you know, this external event. And so what happened is, you know, we adjusted uh, both from a uh, you know, federal perspective and local perspective. We realized the sky wasn't falling and then demand returned to the market. Yep. And, you know, it was like putting your thumb over the end of a garden hose where, you know, buyers are just <laughs> everywhere, all over the place. And we were seeing multiple offers on properties. Yes. And I, I have a sense that we're likely to see that happen again. Um, in June and July as people yep. return to the market. Um, but uh, are you seeing transactions actually go into escrow or go con go into contract? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, right now in the last, um, I mean, not as much as normally, but in the last 30 days in our, and this is just simply Beverly Hills, we have uh, 18 that went under contract in the last 30 days. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty good number. And for example, uh, we put a listing on the market yesterday at five o'clock in the afternoon on the MLS. Yep. 12.5 million. It's a fixer um, in the in the Pacific Palisades area. Oh. I've already had seven emails from brokers, three showing requests since yesterday at five o'clock. Wow. So uh, and they want to show it in another couple properties. They want to show. So people still want to see it. Thank God it's a vacant house, so I can show it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's why I tell my seller, I said don't don't wait till then. Um, I think look, people are still going to buy and. Some some people have set up appointments the last few weeks and then canceled because they got fearful, sure. but they're going to come back in a few weeks. They're going to come see it when things are when they when they're comfortable. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, when you if you put something on at five o'clock in the afternoon yesterday and I have seven emails and several showing requests within twelve hours, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's I mean that that's an amazing uh, result actually. That's a vacant house. So I can show. Yeah. I tell my seller, I said, don't, don't wait till then. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so where do you think the market goes, Christoph, in the next, say, you know, two, four, six months? I mean, do you think, do you think it, you know, trends flat? Do you think it goes up? So really no one has a crystal ball, but I've listened to probably eight webinars the last two, three weeks from top, top experts that, you know, study this their whole life and, and talk about this. So, Look, no one really, really knows. Um, 
I do think there will be potentially some adjustments in pricing in the marketplaces and everything is, is respective to your particular area. But I know in my area, for example, all the listings I have right now are owned free and clear and they don't have to sell. I mean, some of them, yeah, two of them are trusts. They don't have to sell. Uh, they don't need to sell. And unless they get the re reasonable number, they're not going to do it. Now, maybe they'll take a little, little less today than they would have a month ago. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's no, then that's part of the why the market's not going to change so much. We have so much equity in America, and I think the numbers are, 33% of all homes in America are owned free and clear. That's wow. a huge amount. Huge. And I think of the 52% that remain, I think there's, I forget the exact numbers, but there was a tremendous amount of equity in the marketplace. So, unlike 2007 and 2008, where I remember it was 2007, I had a listing for 899, uh, not in Beverly Hills, but you know, kind of a sub area. And we put on the market, we had 76 offers. 76? 76. I've never in my Whoa. career had 76 offers on a house. <laughs> and we had offers as high as 25% over the asking price. But, you know, you're not going to respond to 75 offers. And I remember looking through all these offers. I remember telling Gabrielle, I said, God, we had 75 offers. But half of the offers were zero down or 5% down. Oh, well, those... And can put yeah. those aside, right? Those are, those are gone. I mean, yeah. and I said to Gabriel, I said, look, if any of these buyers in that marketplace lose their job or something happens, yeah. they're going to lose their home, you know, because in, you know, three, six months, you have no income, you're going to lose your home. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and we did sell it for a huge price, um, but we're not in that position today. It's just a different time. I mean, today you can't get a loan. I mean, lending is tightened, as you know. You really can't get a home unless you've got 20% down. And I've, I mean, you can get lower, you know, lower, lower, down payment loans, but I've, I've always said to my clients over the years, unless you have 20% down, you probably shouldn't buy a house. Yeah. I, I just felt that way. Um, right. And um, and I think the lenders are now feeling that way. So I think we're going to be in a good place. Look, we none of us really know. We've got a tremendous amount of unemployment right now. I think this morning, I think it's what, 20, 22% this morning on the radio. I don't usually listen to news, but the radio said, I think it's 32% unemployment in LA County which is, I mean, I've never heard of such a thing. However, when you look at the true numbers, 52% of all of the unemployment claims right now are bars and restaurant servicings, 52%. So I don't know about you, but I know me and all my friends, the minute we're able to go back out to a restaurant and eat lunch and dinner, we're all going out immediately. We may be wearing masks at restaurants. We may have to be <laughs> six feet apart from each other. So I truly believe that even... Even my skincare center, who's right here in my building, uh, I've been concerned for them because, you know, they're infinite business. It's a skincare salon. They've been closed for five weeks. So I've been buying things online and I've been doing videos about, you know, their products and what's going on. And I've been talking about that. But um, these businesses need our support and we need to help them as best we can. But and, and I was there yesterday picking up some things with our masks on. And I said, did you guys have to let go of your employees? Well, most people have let go of their employees so they can claim unemployment. But once this starts up again, I know all of our rich friends, they're all going to be lining up to get their facials, their skin done, you know, hair salons, nail salons. I really believe most of the service industries that are related to food, beauty, health, shopping, restaurants are going yeah. to pick up dramatically once people can start going out and doing things again. Yeah. I think uh, you're definitely right in that, in that uh, the the skincare, you know, the, the boutiques, the um, salons, they're going to see people return um, very quickly. 
And so, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a restaurant or um, a salon, you know, people are going to want to treat themselves after being on quarantine for, you know, really, you know, a couple of months. Um, so I think that's going to bounce back pretty, pretty quickly. You know, are we going to go back to movie theaters? Are we going to go back to Broadway? Uh, I think that's probably going to be, you know, at least nine to 12 months before people really feel comfortable enough again to, to return to you know, truly normal lives. It's one thing yeah. to go into a restaurant um, or uh, a salon, you know, get, you know, cut color or a mani-pedi or something like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to take a little bit longer. But what's interesting is a lot of these businesses, I spoke to uh, a client of mine yesterday who's a, a, a very established retailer. He has four locations uh, just in Manhattan. He's in the uh, furniture business, and he applied for one of these uh, payroll protection program uh, right. loans. Of course, the Fed is uh, forgiving uh, the majority of that loan if you employ, um, you know, if you keep your your employees on payroll. Right. Um, so he uh, wound up getting funded in the first round. Good for and, him. Yeah. And um, so he laid off his workforce before he got the approval for the Pay, payroll protection program and then what happened is he got approved so he rehired them and when i spoke to him he was in his store trying to figure out how to use his staff now that you know he has to have them on payroll but right. you know doesn't have uh the ability to open his stores and have customers right. return right so it's it's interesting um you know I, I would like to open this up to any questions that that our viewers have so if people who are watching either on facebook or here on instagram have any questions um you know would love to hear from you um, and i will say regarding the the employees and all that that's a challenge as a business person i mean look my staff have been working they, they're not been furloughed they're getting their full salaries automatic payroll every two weeks uh, but it's been challenging for me because you know they've been gone for five weeks and they're at home sure. So look, I can't get things done as I normally do because I'm here every day and I'm there with them and I'm overseeing things. So that's challenging, but what am I gonna do? Cut their hours, cut their payroll. I, I don't wanna do that, you know, furlough them and make them go on unemployment. I don't know, I mean, um, you know, I hope it doesn't go on too long because it's challenging. It's challenging we're not generating a lot of income right now, that's down. But um, we have to do the best we can. Yeah, as far as the income is concerned though, Christoph, we have to keep in mind that you know, it, as far as I'm concerned, things are closing today that happened in January. Um, but, you know, they're not necessarily, you know, I'm not putting anything in a contract today. Right. So that means income in, you know, July and August is going to be down. So this summer yeah. is going to, is going to suffer as well, which I, I think broadly speaking, that's going to impact the economy. You know, the, the uh, you know, travel and leisure sector, restaurants, entertainment, amusement, you know, this summer, I think it's going to be down for those uh, sectors. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure about, that, about that. So um, that said, uh, not seeing any any questions here in the comments. Um, but you know, that said, I really appreciate you joining us. And um, if anybody has any questions, they can continue to leave comments, and either Christoph or I will uh, certainly see those and respond accordingly. So um, the most important thing is we got to. Every look, are, are you able to go show properties in New York or are you completely not allowed to do that? People are not showing. Okay. You know, they're just not showing. So there's there's really nothing that we can do as far as that's concerned. Meaning sellers don't want to show it, so it's legally you cannot show. 
Um, both. I mean, oh. Legally, legally, we're deemed an essential service. Right. So, which is great, but what we're not able to do is uh, we're, we're not able to have physical showings. So they came out and, and, and claimed that we're essential, but they they clarified that a day or two later and said that we can do virtual showings. So uh, I guess uh, technically, if a building would permit it, would permit it, we could probably get away with it, but it, it's just not worth the risk, in my opinion, given that we're such a hot spot. Yeah. Yeah, you're the hottest spot in America for that. But uh, are things quieting down with that right now? Is it better than it was a couple of weeks ago? Are you, are you beyond the peak, I hope? Yeah, so they say that the curve is flattening, which is great. Good. Um, but we're not, we're not necessarily able to um, really see beyond that. It's one week at a time. And right. so while we see fewer people being diagnosed, we're not necessarily, uh, you know, beyond the, the, you know, the forest, if you will. Right. So, you know, we're seeing the, 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 the curve flattening, which is great, but um, that just means that we're seeing fewer people admitted to the hospital with infection rates. Um, however, we are seeing uh, the rates of people passing away from the virus uh, continuing to increase. Really? Um, so okay. if we're not careful, I think that it, you know, it could ultimately uh, wind, ultimately it will wind up um, having a repeat. When did you guys actually lock down? Because we've been locked down four weeks on Friday. So this Friday will be five weeks. When did yeah. you guys actually lock? You guys were after us, I think. You guys are actually a week after us. So it was oh, really we March. Yeah, it was, it was March 13th, Friday, March 13th, when wow. I came home and I realized that I was not, I was not going to be able to, uh, to go back into, um, into the office. Got it. So Got it. Here, here's what I'm going to suggest. Let's keep talking. But let's end the live on the uh, Instagram because I th yeah, the think it's a double thing. So let's keep talking, but just end the live on Instagram. Okay. All right. So as far as as far as the the, the curve is concerned, um, you know, it's 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 difficult to see. It's really difficult to right. envision what it's going to be like. You know, in another week or two. My right. greatest fear is that these states that aren't taking it as seriously, states like Georgia, Kentucky. Tennessee, Florida, yeah. Texas, yeah. Um, it, it just takes one person, you know, to infect dozens of others, you know, imagine on, in a normal day, you go to the grocery store, how many people do you say, excuse me to, or how many yeah. people are you within six feet of? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, this, this virus is easier to spread and we don't know enough about it yet yeah. um, to really understand uh, how complex it is and what the risk really is. Yeah, so, you know, my sense is that the federal government um, at the bequest of, of um, uh, Trump is um, is downplaying it. And so they're really encouraging the reopening of America. Right. And ultimately, what you'll see um, is you'll see the, the rate of infections increase in these states that hadn't taken it so seriously. Yeah. And you're starting to see that a little bit. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's certainly out of our control. All we can do is hope for the best. Yeah. Look, I've only been in the market twice in a month, and I really don't. Most things are being delivered, thank God. Yeah. But I've been twice, and just not something I want to do. I just don't feel comfortable. I mean, I went several times, and I'm like, I'm not waiting in a line. I'm not going to do this. I'm just, I'm just don't know do it. We got enough food at the house. It's not right. what I want, but we'll just, we'll survive. You know, we can do to go. Luckily, the restaurants have to go or deliveries. We have a lot of that in LA. 
I don't know about New York, but so at least we can get food delivered. But even that, I mean, everything's everything's a bit of a concern right now. So we just have to be very, very careful. And even though we may not think we have it, you could be carrying it and passing it on. So anytime I'm out and about, I've got my mask on. I've got uh, my gloves when I need to. Which is, you know, and even walking on our walks in the morning, we wear masks walking in the morning. Wow. You know, and when we're walking in our neighborhood, you see people like we go this way, they go that way. You know, you, <laughs> we see neighbors and we're like. 10 feet apart, we're like, hey, how's it going? You know, with our masks on, oh, it's crazy yeah. times. Yeah, well, you know, it's definitely crazy, but uh, I'm confident that we'll get back to normal uh, before too long here. And yeah. you know, I'm glad to, glad to hear that things are actually happening in your market, but it's really interesting to hear that, that uh, closing volume is down 40% uh, just in LA County. I, I assume that's what- you No, know, this is just strictly Beverly Hills, Beverly, oh, Beverly Hills. Hills. Yeah. LA County, I don't know the numbers, oh, uh, but strictly Beverly Hills. Yeah, so that's like 90210 proper. Yeah, but when you think about, you know, in the you know in March, you know, because we went in lockdown March 15th, I think it is. So, so half of March, but you know, 41 sales over five million in March. That's pretty good. That's yeah. not that far off of our normal numbers. So we'll see in you know two weeks what the numbers are for April. Well, it's good because I, you know I I tend to think that that California may in fact be be leading New York in terms of the return to normalcy. And so to me, that tells me that that there is hope um, for um, just in terms of the market and its health, yeah. uh, in terms of demand. And, yeah. um, you know, there's not we're not seeing a ton of sellers in markets that you can, you know, put a house on the market. You can yeah. show a house. Um, yeah. we're, not, we're not seeing a flood of supply or panic sellers. Right. Um, no, so that's a good thing. Yeah. And I mean, even this week, we had two calls yesterday, today's Wednesday, yesterday and Monday, a buyer from Philadelphia wants to buy six and a half million dollar property here in LA. Wow. He's got all cash. He's an internet guy. He wants to close quickly because his sister lives here. He uh -huh. lives by himself in Philadelphia, you know, from where you're from. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I wonder if I know him. You may, you might, but he's 23 years old, 23 year old guy, oh, internet guy. 23 years old. Good anyway. And he's like, well, how quickly can we close? I said, well, we can close in seven days, even five days if necessary. Yeah. And he says, can we do a virtual purchase? Well, I said, well, I've done them. I mean, so I said, we can do that. And another buyer from Canada whose family is here and they want to be closer to their family. So um, so that's good when you get, at least thank God we're getting calls and people interested and people yeah. want to move forward. So that's good. That's very exciting. So a virtual purchase, can you walk me through how that might work? So in this particular case, what we discussed specifically was he's going to go online on my, I have an app. So he's going to go on my app. He can search all the properties. I've been sending him properties. Once he defines the ones he wants to see, um, let's say there's two or three properties he wants to see. He's not going to see them physically. Although I did encourage him. I said, look, I really think you need to come at some point and see it physically, yeah. but he wants to close quickly. So, so basically what I'll do is once he's defined them, I will set up those three appointments I will, you know, set up a live FaceTime with him. I told him that, you know, 10 o'clock, 10 30, 11 o'clock, I'll beat the house. You're on your phone, live FaceTime. I will walk him through the house because I've done this before. I've sold not quite a number, maybe eight houses in the last 10 years virtually from the phone. So we're going to do that. And then. So just uh, to he, clarify here, Christoph, this is people who haven't actually set foot in the home. You're right. there to either taking video or doing a FaceTime or Zoom right. equivalent type call with them, right. showing them the details, talking about it, and, and just sort of introducing them to the home, right? Right, 
Yeah, exactly. And since he's paying cash, there's no loan docs, there's no notaries necessary. Uh, you know, the grantee is signed by the seller, which is notarized, but there's nothing, he, everything he can do can be signed electronically, you know? Um, so, so look, I've had a lot of international buyers over the years. And if you think about them, you're in New York, you do a lot of new construction residential condos. How often have you sold a brand new construction project before it's even finished based on a floor plan or a virtual tour? And then you close escrow. I've done that in LA. You know, new construction projects are not even done. They buy it based on the models, a model room that they see somewhere physically, or I do a video of. Yep. It can happen. It does happen. You know, oh, yeah. loans involved, it's a little bit more complicated, but in a cash deal, it's pretty simple. It, it can it can certainly happen. And and people do buy homes off of models all the time yep. and without even going to the actual building site or to the floor. Uh, a lot of developers over the last couple of years have engaged uh, drone photography. So they'll understand, okay, you want to see something on the 12th floor? Well, the 12th floor is 144 feet above the street. So we, you know, have, have shots in all directions from 144 feet up in the drone. Yep. Uh, and, and they do that in such a way so that, um, you know, people can be comfortable with, um, you know, what their view is going to be. And exactly. yesterday I just had a, uh, a Zoom appointment for a new development in Brooklyn uh, with a buyer. And, uh, you know, they, they showed us the view on Zoom. So, uh, you know, anything is possible. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, I've got to run. I've got another call in a few minutes, but I'm so glad you asked me to come. You're the yeah. number number one apartment broker in Manhattan and you're my friend. And I thought this morning, I said, how many lunches and dinners have we had together? So I'm saying that when this is done, we, look, last time I was in New York a couple months ago, we had a wonderful breakfast lunch together. We went to look at penthouses on Park Avenue. Yeah, that was Avenue, fun. And um, virtual, remember those virtual live videos we did on Facebook? I do. Look, and I think the buyer didn't buy it, but the buyer from Middle East contacted me. Remember that? And yeah. he saw the virtual video and he was interested in that particular apartment. So there That's you go. Cool. Yeah. So Christoph, thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time and insights. Always super helpful and very timely. And uh, everybody on Facebook and Instagram, you know, continue to, uh, you know, let us know if you have any questions. Uh, both I and Christoph will we'll make ourselves available and uh, answer as needed. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll